0: podcast, where we explore the backgrounds of interesting individuals and how they intersect with our building industry in Iowa. I'm your host, Ben Hammis and I'm going to bring to you topics that help educate, develop, grow, and enhance you and your company. Hi, Daryl. Welcome to the podcast. Good, good morning, Ben. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for coming out on this rainy Friday morning. Right, right. It's... Absolutely. Exciting <laughs> to be here today. Yeah. Well, We appreciate you coming in. We um, wanted to talk to you. um, Well, before we get started, why don't you tell the audience who you are? I'm Darrell Butcher. I am
1: the uh, district coordinator for uh, college and career readiness for Southeast Polk. So my role kind of lands into a lot of different hats. Uh, One is kind of looking at our work-based learning programs that we have um, within the district and making sure K through 12, we have a program set up to prepare our kids for career and college readiness.
0: And define work-based learning. Uh,
1: work-based learning um, has, has a wide definition um, with it. It um, could be anywhere from career exploration, from uh, a guest speaker in your classroom to talk about careers. It could be a site visit to an industry. Um, it could be a hands-on project that kids are doing that are authentic learning. It um, could be registered apprenticeships. could be pre-apprenticeship programs, internships, any work experience. Um, so it has a wide range of uh, things that it kind of catches.
0: And for some of our audience even me, you know, I'm almost 20 years removed from high school. We didn't have work-based learning, right? When did work-based learning become a popular um, item in, within the uh, education system in Iowa?
1: Um, you know, we're you know, we were at a at a conference yesterday, and we learned that Iowa leads the nation in uh, registered apprenticeships.
0: Is that by number of students or number of opportunities? Uh, number of students, number of opportunities. Okay,
1: um, uh, which, which is great. Um, if, if you've looked. Um, You know, uh, Governor Reynolds has really uh, poured a lot into uh, work-based learning lately. Uh Um, It's been a big focus from the Department of Education. Um, There are some 15B and 15C monies out there available for uh, schools who do start a registered apprenticeship program. Uh Um, We were part of that uh, 15C grant when we opened our diesel mechanic uh, registered apprenticeship up two years ago Mm. um, and became eligible for the $25,000 which we use to upgrade our shop to industry standards to make sure our diesel techs that were going out and working um, with our business partners had the same materials that they were working with within their, within their work. Mm. Um, so it's really beneficial for us. It's also beneficial for um, our, our teacher to be part of that program as well. They also learn what the shops are using and go, no, you know, we don't have that here or we don't teach that here. Um, so they're able to uh, see that when they go out to the businesses
0: and, and how long has work-based learning be a part of the curriculum at Southeast Polk?
1: Uh, well, when you talk about, you know, group tours and site visits, that stuff has been around forever. Okay. Um, maybe not always termed as work-based learning. Um, but when you talk about registered apprenticeship, pre-apprenticeship programs, that is, that is fairly new to our district. Okay. Um, so
0: good. Well, Daryl and I have been working together for probably the last Three or four years even now, sure. since I think the first time uh, we, we got uh, an MBI Works Endowment grant Correct. through Southeast Polk. Um, let's talk about that first. Let's see. Yeah, um, our, our, our first adventure was that
1: uh, we applied through the Master Builders of Iowa grant, um, and we kind of looked at our industrial tech program and, and you know, what do we need, uh, what, what do the kids need, what we'd like to see career-wise with kids. And we kind of looked through our, our, our metals and our woods programs, and we, we didn't have a, a CNC uh, machine. Um, we know that those uh, those jobs are out there, uh, mm-hmm. and we partnered with DZ. Um, and we're, in fact, uh, we partnered with the with DZ with that. And let me back up to where we got the grant. Um, part of that grant, when we go through the endowment through Master Builders mm-hmm. that we received, you also partner with one of their partners, which was this grant was Turner Construction. Mm-hmm. And so Turner Construction and MBI provided the funds for us to buy those two pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a nice of that partnership that we have between those, because now we have a partner that's also able to come in and show our students and our staff and our teachers about you know real life CNC stuff and what it looks like. Because to be honest, you know a lot of our kids, if you ask them, you know do you want to be a CNC operator? They don't know what that is. And so you know as a district, unless we start educating kids on some of those high need jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what they are. You you know, you don't know what you don't know. And that's been pretty beneficial for us to be able to do things like that for our kids, to bring them aware of some of these career opportunities. And how
0: do you do that? How do you entice that, that kid Mm -hmm. without just, you know, telling them about the job that they may be doing? What attracts them to using a CNC machine? It's the hands-on. Okay.
1: Um, If they didn't see hands-on what they can do with that piece of machinery, um, you could read about it. You could watch a video about it. Teacher could tell you about it. But when you get the kid in there, actually, who's building stuff with it, um, that's what brings them to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the skill the, the, skilled, the skilled trades are all hand, are hands on kids, um, mm-hmm. and so they like to get in there and, and and do it instead of just sit there and read about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you see out of these work based learning programs, maybe the CNC program? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing an increase in the number of students that are, are are utilizing the program? Is it pretty steady? What do you see there?
1: Um, I, I can tell you from last year, from our construction technology class, our course requests doubled.
0: Doubled. Yeah. Wow.
1: And so, you know, those are things as a district we'll have to look at in terms of course requests. How do we get kids all of these classes we want? Because we only have five industrial tech teachers.
0: Sure. And you only and have so much space. And we only have so much space. Right now. Right now. Right? Correct. Right. So let's talk about that. You have a really exciting project going on, and uh, MBI was part of uh, the initial funding for that too through the endowment. Yeah, tell us about the project.
1: You know, this this uh, project has, has its its ups and its downs, its peaks and its valleys. We uh, we started well,
0: all this... <laughs> construction projects go super smooth, so th- well, this one's unique.
1: This one is a unique project. <laughs> we uh, you know, we were at a professional development, and I saw that we had a piece of land available in our district, um, and had an old pole barn on it, and. And one of the needs that we had identified in our industrial tech program is that we don't have space. Uh If we want to do a tiny house project, um, if we want to do any large-scale projects, if we want to start a pre-apprenticeship program for our electricians, we don't have the space to build modules for that. And where where are we going to put it? Sure. So I thought, can we use this? Can we just get some concrete and electricity to it? Um, Just enough so that our kids aren't working in the mud and it's not raining on them. Uh If we take them out there and we can secure it at night and keep our stuff in there? And so we had this
0: spot, and— What was it, a bus barn or something? That was What was it being I used for? I think it was an
1: old farm shed.
0: Oh, um, really? They'd
1: stored some farm equipment in. Okay. Um, and so it, 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 it was nice size. And so, you know, we brought the architect out, and he looked at it, and he said, you know, we really can't—we can't stamp this. Um, I think the, some of the, the, the posts in it aren't, aren't, aren't where it needs to be. So th- that was the valley that we kind of went through with this. We thought, uh-oh, what are we going to do now? Uh-huh. Um, the community just stepped up from there. Uh-huh. Um, we've now, uh, U.S. Rectors kind of got involved, uh-huh. um, and uh, we're going to build a new one. Uh-huh. Um, the unique funding piece of this is that none of this is, is, is filled through the school dollars. Uh-huh. This is completely through our community efforts, um, started with the Master Builders of Iowa. Um, and actually, you know, I always, it, when we ta- talking about the funding of this project, I... You think of a mall, and you have like a Penney's or a Yonkers anchor, and uh, Elder Corp was our, our anchor uh-huh. that we had. And so Elder was involved with this. And as soon as we got Elder involved, um, we had lots of other businesses that began to say, hey, you know, we'd like to be part of this because uh, we need more than just a concrete and some electric. Our students really need... Um, a place where we can learn the skilled trades. Mm-hmm. And so our community definitely is out there saying, you know, we need these kids to be in this pathway. Let's build this so we can get them there. So, um, so once we had Elder on board, it really kind of snowballed, <clears throat> excuse me, to where we had <clears throat> uh, Ryan Companies jump in. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Companies was a savior for me because I had drugged this project to that point, um, and it got to the point to where, you know, my profession is I'm a school counselor, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm connecting kids to careers, and I don't know. I know a little bit about construction, but when they start talking about some things, I was like, you're, you're, "You're out of my league with this." And they kind of took over the project management for that. Okay. And so Ryan Companies jumped on board with this and I'm just going to mention a few. Uh, I, I'm going to mention all of this. So all of these people who have, right now have already either gave money to this project, mm-hmm. and they've donated their time to it, um, or they've donated material to this project. Um, and so without these guys that has stepped up. And really made this project possible, we wouldn't be where we are today. It's just about a $1.1 million building right now. Okay. And we're about 80% funded. Wow. Actually, 79.2% is Great. where we are as of yesterday. Okay. Um, so we've got uh, the local 33, uh, Jeremy Lundquist jumped on board with us um, with, with the donation. Um, those guys have been um, instrumental to it. Meta uh, has got in recently with us with the cash donation. Okay. Um, very important partner with us, um, especially being in our own backyard. Sure. Um, obviously master builders of iowa yep. uh, started this project off with the grant um, you know every construction project needs a restroom a um, king thrones uh, stepped up and, and is going to provide that for us mm-hmm. uh, Ryan companies that i would mentioned uh, j pedicord uh, jumped in and provide dumpsters um, and that kind of material for us uh, u.s erectors with the building baker group doing all the mechanical work for us um, elder corp doing all the dirt work and uh, sewer stuff, um, mm-hmm. things you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, in the a expensive part of the project, right? Yep. Uh, Grimes Asphalt came in. Good. Um, part of the project the, the, that that was kind of a turn for us. You know, our, our first site was in uh, Polk County, mm-hmm. and we moved to Pleasant Hill. Mm-hmm. Well, the building requirements are different in those two. Um, for one, you can't use milled asphalt for your driveway anymore. Now you got to have either concrete or asphalt. So the cost of this started to increase as we got. Um, but, uh, you know, Grime stepped up and, and is helping with that. Uh, Corey over at FHA Design is our architect with that. He's been fabulous um, to work with and put a nice building together for us. Uh, McClure uh, did all the, um, the civil work for us. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about things that you don't think about in a project, these guys think of all of those things, um, how far everything's got to be from everything. And, um, so they've been great to work with. <laughs> nika has been another sponsor of ours. Okay. Uh, the National Electrical Con- uh, Contractor Association, along with the local 347 union, um, with a, with a cash donation to us. Um, PDM <clears throat> out of Carlisle um, mm-hmm. stepped in. It's helping with the metal railing fabrication and that kind of stuff. And Scold just jumped on board with um, polishing the concrete, caulking, and all that stuff at the end. Wow. Um, that's going to kind of help us out. So we, we, we've got our contractors. we got everything in place. We've been approved by the Pleasant Hill uh, Plan- Planning and Zoning Commission. Our next move is to, uh, you know, apply for the building permits as soon, as soon as we shore up this last, you know, 20% of our funding. And so that won't probably, the, the work of the building probably <laughs>
0: won't start till the spring.
1: Well, I have until Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> um, to say, hey, we're either going to go this spring um, or uh, we're, we're, or this fall. We're, uh, we're going to do the fall. We'll do the uh, foundation work and we'll do uh, the dirt work. And then in the spring, we'll erect the building. Okay. Uh, we may have to back that. Uh, springtime up to where we actually do the foundation work and the dirt work depending on what our funding is but weather and winter is coming um and so you know we've got to get on the list if we want to get the dirt work done
0: well i thought it was important to bring daryl in to talk about this project specifically today because it truly does signify the purpose of the endowment from our perspective from Mm -hmm. mbi's perspective this was about connecting members and nonprofits or school districts and giving them the the funds that they need to get kids interested in our industry and this this is a, a shining example i think of a project in putting money and then getting in kind support and cash match and your community support and i had a chance to go over and and uh, listen to the Iowa Department of Education and Workforce Development in Daryl's program and you could just feel the whole community's support and effort behind this project which is really cool to see at a time when we're trying to figure out how to get you know, they, they were, people always talk about losing the shop class that we used to have. To see these types of projects come back into districts and to see students want to take these types of programs, it's to us, it's very exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, we were one of 10 schools that the Department of Ed chose to kind of look at our work-based learning program. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working closely with, you know, Kyle Whitaker um, through Office of Apprenticeship and through Linda Fandel, the the, gov- the governor's uh, liaison to work-based learning. Um with this, so we, uh, we we were fortunate to be part of that to kind of showcase what we can do. And, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the building provides us an opportunity for kids, um, and it's that hands-on piece again. Yeah. Um, it gives students, you know, how do you get kids excited about doing stuff? It's you give them that hands-on experience with it. And yeah. that's kind of what this building does is it gets our kids, um, you know, out of the classroom um, piece of it and being able to see these things with, with their hands.
0: Yeah. Okay. So everything's going to go super smooth. You're going to get the final 20% that you need funding for, for the building. It's going to be wrapped up. construction's going to be done. We're going to have a ribbon cutting for this building. It opens up. How many students can you put through the program on a, I don't care, a semester basis or a weekly mm-hmm. basis? What, what does that look like? How big can it, how many students can it hold?
1: Um, we can, you know, at a time, you know, we can hold up to fifty kids in there. Okay. Um, but you, we look at how we start that building. Our introduction to construction and technology class, or our construction technology class, will be in there.
0: Yeah. Let me let's back up, I guess, before yeah. we go into students. Let's talk about the programs then. Maybe mm-hmm. you can tell me the programs that are going to be utilized in the building.
1: Yeah. So that would be our construction and and technology class. Um, That is a recognized pre-apprenticeship program through the Department of Labor. Okay. Um, So our kids get direct entry into the Carpenters 106 um, just by completing and passing that class. Okay. Because we know that kids that go through that class have met a certain uh, level of standards that we've met with with the 106. Okay. Um, And so we know that they'll have the edge when they come in um, to be successful in their program. Okay. Our other piece that we really want to be part of that, and, you know, we're meeting in November... Um, on is we really want a pre apprenticeship program out of there with the electricians and the okay. 347. Um, again, we need that space for modules. Um, we don't have space right now. Our, our, our class, our electronics class is in our welding shop. And so, you know, we have our welding equipment in there. Where are we going to, if we want to expand that and make a, a, a residential wiring out of that, where are we going to put that? We don't have the space for it. Got it. So, the building would be the other spot that we would use that for. Um, those are our two known programs going in. Um, you know, our district is in a unique position right now because we are um, building a new 6-7 building um, uh, in Altoona, and so our high school will go to ten twelve, and we'll have an 8-9 building. And right now, our 8-9 building doesn't have any industrial tech space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So fortunately, the, the location of this building is right next to our 8-9 building. So what kind of programs can we build in ninth grade to introduce kids to introdu- inter- introduction to some of the skilled trades so that when we get to those ten, twelve 12 class, we can get into the more advanced um, classes that we do offer? Because we do offer a great uh, line of industrial tech pro- uh, classes and programs um, at the high school. And so it's kind of nice of the fitting that this new building will sit right next to it. So um, we can kind of look at that programming with that, too. Okay. Um, I only see... Um, uh, the use of that building growing as we find niches for that um, Mm -hmm. in ways that we can build more interest and uh, excitement around the skilled trades.
0: Well, it's, I've certainly, you know, really enjoyed the partnership. I know our membership has really appreciated um, uh, the ones, especially in your community. I've, I've really loved to see this project go. I know I have a lot of other audience members out there that say, hey, I'm plugged in with my school district and we don't really do much work-based learning but maybe we want to would you be okay sharing your contact information with anybody that wanted to talk to you about that
1: absolutely um you know i'm 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 located southeast polk so it's it's daryl d-a-r-e-l-l dot butcher b-u-t-c-h-e-r at southeast polk dot o-r-g and if for some reason you can't get that to work, I'm sure if you reach out to Ben. Um, ben knows how to get a hold of me. Um, we'd love to partner with anybody out there who's, you know, who's interested in getting uh, more students interested in the skilled trades. Uh, well, we find that it's valuable important. It's
0: great work. We appreciate you. We appreciate the Southeast Pole leading the way. Um, can't wait to see, uh, see this thing grow and be at the ribbon cutting. All right. Thanks a lot, Daryl. All right. Thanks, Ben. All right. It's been real. Hopefully by now you've heard about the MBI CARES mission. It's this association's effort to tell our members' stories who take pride in the philanthropic, charitable, and nonprofit world. The MBI Cares program allows our members to easily tell that story in one location through our website at www.mbi.build getinvolved. It's really very simple. Think of those company efforts throughout the year that are worth highlighting. Perhaps you've done work with the local food banks, built a playground for the Children's Miracle Network, establish your own blood drive all these and more are great examples of what we'd like you to share with us so that we can aggregate the stories and talk about them in our annual report by the end of it we're very confident we're going to be able to tell a really cool story about the construction industry's big gigantic heart